Hey y'all, welcome back to a brand new podcast episode. Okay, so you guys, I just finished watching The Swan Princess, A Royal Family Tale, which is the fifth installment in the series. Now, I want to go back and clarify something. Um, in a previous video or a previous episode, I said that um, Lucas, the young boy, um, comes in at the same mo- in the same movie that um, Elise di- does. Elise is the adopted daughter of Derek and Odette. That is not true. He comes into the sixth film. So in the fifth film, uh, which is Elise's debut, he is not in. So I just want to like clarify that. Um, but you know who is in this? Cutter, the, the flying squirrel. I remember getting his name confused with uh, Cutter. Lucas and Cutter getting getting them confused, which Lucas is a boy, Cutter is a flying squirrel. So I apologize. This film is the fifth film in the series. It's called A Family Tale, and A Royal Family Tale. And you guys, there's a lot in this one. Um, so basically this film kind of recaps the events of the first movie um sort of kind of letting you know you know because obviously this movie takes place um or came out two years after the christmas movie so i feel like they had to like recap and say hey like this is what the previous series was about this is a new one because we're bringing in a new character of elise but we kind of want you to be caught up so they kind of give you a three-dimensional um reenactment i guess of the acts of Rockbart and uh, what he did with um, Odette, the father, all that stuff. Um, and there's reasons for it, obviously, too. So in the beginning of this movie, we find out that the Forbidden Arts is like almost like this spirit. It's it's kind of strange, but it also tells of a prophecy, which I was really irritated by, that um, there was always meant to be a swan princess. So there's always going to be a swan princess that uh, Lord Rothbard, which by the way, I haven't seen the first movie in years, so I don't even know if like this holds up, but basically they're saying that Lord Rothbard, you know, had always intended to make Odette a swan um, because of this, you know, age old prophecy that there would be a swan to bring in the age of goodness and it would defeat the dark arts. Like I said, they go over the events of the first film and talk about you know, um, what, what happened there, but obviously give a little more backstory that the dark arts itself promised Rothbart power if he would defeat the Swan Princess. That way that, you know, if, he, if he's able to defeat the Swan Princess, then evil will, will reign on earth. So it kind of makes, it just, it just turns Odette into this larger than life almost kind of figure which I didn't really like but you know what the the later films did that too like I said the 10th film um we talked last time the 10th film does that as well with her like saving the the princess in um uh cafe how she like is basically burned to death Odette but then like comes back to life because she's the great powerful swan princess so I I girl whatever there's also a whole bunch of flying squirrels in this movie uh scully being the main one mangler i think is the bad one he's the bad uh squirrel who ends up helping the the dark arts uh with trying to kill and capture odette so anyway um in this movie odette and Derek are kind of being hassled about having kids uberta wants to be a grandmother and rogers wants to be like a, a grand teacher because he's not really the father um he's not you know uh married to uberta yet so he wants to you know teach kids he's like i'm 
old. I, I've already taught Derek and Odette as much as I can, but now I want to teach another generation. So they're just eager to have Odette and Derek have like babies. And there's this moment where Derek kind of like looks at Odette, like gives her a wink, like, okay, let's get started on having these kids. Doesn't happen. The dark arts itself tries to attack Odette, but it can't because she's so good and pure that it cannot actually touch her without this magic green stone. It needs to basically suck the, the power out of the green stone in order for them to be able to touch her. He can't touch her until then. Kind of like a Harry Potter type moment type deal. That's exactly what it kind of felt like. Like he was like uh, Voldemort and she was like Harry Potter or whatever. And obviously the green stone was like a horcrux, whatever. So anyway, they end up going on this excursion where they see the house burning. They go into the house. They see a man who's like collapsed and his daughter. They pull them out to, to rescue to safety. And we find out little girl's name is Elise and her father is dying. So he actually ends up dying like right there telling Derek, like, you need to take care of her. Please take care of Elise. And that's all she wrote. And I was like, well, that's sad. That kind of reminds me of how, you know, Odette's father died, which it was supposed to. In the very next scene, um, she's hugging Elise. And like in Odette's eye is actually like the, the death scene of her father, which I was like, dang, that's kind of like, it's deep. So like that was that was kind of sad to me, that moment right there. Um, Elise ends up becoming mute for a while. She doesn't speak because of the fact that, you know, she's just been through a traumatic experience and she doesn't really know Odette or the prince. So she's kind of like, I don't really want to talk to these people. I love them I, or I'm liking them, but I don't want to talk to them. Odette's voice in this movie, like, what? I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying the singer is bad. I'm saying that because I'm so used to hearing a certain sound from her, at least from the first movie, and this sounds nothing like that voice. I'm just kind of like, okay, nah, -uh, no, mm -mm, nah. But anyway, I will say one thing I liked about this fifth installment is that we actually do get um, Brom. Brom is actually in this. He's normally not in any of the Swan Princess movies. Uh, Bromley, Bromley's his name. He's normally not in any of the Swan Princess movies. Like going forward, I think this might be the last movie that he's actually in. Um, I, I could be wrong, I could be wrong, but I have seen the seventh film, he's not in that. I've seen eight and nine, and, or I'm sorry, nine and 10, he's not in that either. So I think this might be his last appearance. I'm not really sure. I will go back and watch number six and number eight um, to see if he does make an appearance in those, because I was like, what happens to him? I don't think he dies, but it, it's possible. So the dark arts itself decides to change the, the prophecy about the swan princess being the light and the age of you know of, of happiness or whatever um to to make it dark so that way the 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 enchanted life there ends up hating her and the squirrels the, the scallions whatever they're called they end up um the scullions the scullions sorry they end up hating her and thinking that she's bad so they want to make sure that they stop her when she's born they want to kill her so that's kind of the plan so um mangler ends up tricking them into believing that she's the bad guy but however scully believes that she is good he doesn't believe this one princess is bad at all so that's kind of the conflict of this movie is um, this, the Scullions end up like attacking Odette's kingdom and basically putting everybody under arrest and it's like in capturing Elise too. And it's like, hey, like if you helped her, the Swan Princess, evil Swan Princess, we're going to kill you basically. Um, so Odette, it's up to Odette and Derek to stop the, uh, and obviously Scully and all their friends to stop um, the dark arts from taking over. Um, it's funny because in this movie, the dark arts doesn't even bother taking any kind of like human form. It's just 
power. Um, it doesn't, it, go, it just comes into like the, like the smoky, fiery form that it's in. It doesn't really bother to do anything else. I think after Rothbard, it was just over it. Um, so anyway, long story short, they end up saving the day and, you know, Odette is, is, saved and her husband is saved and unfortunately we do lose scully scully who's like the new you know the, the new friend in the group he ends up dying he sacrificed himself for Odette. but don't worry you guys he gets his own little statue and he comes back to life as a ghost and he ends up like becoming a ghost in the series he ends up like in pretty much every other film kind of like helping them guiding them through the, the stories and stuff so that's cute um uberta and rogers plan on having like plan on getting married but because they fight so much they kind of put the marriage on ice for now the engagement on ice for now um and again this movie just like the fourth movie we get kind of bad animation bad Odette bad Derek just I'm, I'm not a fan of the animation when it came to like the earlier films like the, the first three is fine the traditional animation is not a problem it's these 3D movies that kind of get bad and then I, it gets better over time though like I would say the seventh movie and beyond kind of get better with how everybody looks so it's not too too terrible um but yeah by the end of the film Elise is talking she's she's happy to be there with them all this good stuff blah blah, blah. and it's it's ultimately a cute movie there were some jokes in this some some pretty funny jokes um some pretty funny moments I would say in this movie it wasn't completely missable it was just there were things that were unnecessary. Like I said, the whole prophecy thing was unnecessary. The whole, um, uh, the squirrel kind of element to me, to me was a bit unnecessary. They are interesting characters, but it just felt a little unnecessary, um, for them to be in the story. Just my personal opinion. At least so many of them anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was a cute movie. It wasn't very long. And... I'm excited to see the sixth movie now. I did hear that it wasn't a good movie, but I'm excited to see that a little bit more now that I've seen this uh, fifth installment. So I'm gonna go ahead and rank them, um, at least the ones I've saw, uh, seen so far and how I feel about them. So I would say in first place, it is still The Swan Princess. In second place, I think it is um, Kingdom of Music. Um, and then third place, it is A Royal Wedding. Fourth place, it would be the uh, Royally Undercover. Um, fifth place, it would be this one, A Royal Family Tale. And then sixth place, uh, The Christmas Special. Um, that I did not like that one at all, really. I still really haven't rewatched two and three, so I'll get back to you on those. And then there's number six, and then there is number eight. So I'll get back to you on those four movies as soon as I am done with the series. That is it for the night. You can watch this one on Amazon Prime. I have a Prime membership, so I'm able to watch the fifth one on there. And I will get back to you guys later on uh on some more stuff so i'll see you guys next time peace